Welcome to this side hustle to episode 83 of the Hollywood Hustle podcast, a weekly show inspiring artists and entrepreneurs all over the world with the stories and struggles of those hustling towards success. Hello, everyone. My name is Michael Lutheran, and I will be hosting today's side hustle. These episodes are opportunities for you, our community, to check in with Daniel and I on our journeys in between our interviews with industry professionals and fellow hustlers. Our executive producer and host with the beard, Daniel Tuttle, unfortunately will not be joining me today in person because our schedules weren't able to sync up. He had family come in town. I actually had a brother visit me and a whole lot of other stuff that I'll be telling you guys here in a little bit. Uh, But we still will be hearing from Daniel today. He actually used the Anchor FM app to send me his audio. Uh, Anchor FM, just real quick plug for you guys. Uh, Anchor FM is actually where we host our podcast from. Uh, It shares out to 10 other podcast streams. You don't have to only use Anchor FM, but as a content producer for podcasters out there who might not have uh, equipment like microphones and everything, that's okay. You can actually just use your phone to record audio. Um, And for listeners out there, if you've ever If you ever have a question about things that we talk about here on the podcast or you have something fun or exciting that you want to share with our community, you can actually record an audio message in the app and send it directly to your favorite podcast. It's really, really convenient and it's really cool. Um, It also allows listeners uh, to support podcasts, not just by sharing episodes from within the app, but you can actually send financial contributions, whether that's a one-time or a recurring donation, you can just send it directly to the podcast that you love and support. Um, So if you guys are able to do that for us today, we would love it. Um, But if not, always sharing the podcast with your communities is amazing as well. Speaking of that, I just wanted to take a quick minute to share with you a couple of reviews that we've received from some listeners. We love hearing from you guys, especially if you can take a chance to go onto iTunes real quick, leave us. Uh, a review. Anything helps, especially leaving us uh, hopefully four to five star review, um, but then also leaving us some words about what you're gaining from this show. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Uh, the first review is from Roxanne Alexia Sinclair. Uh, she says, thank you for a very entertaining podcast full of great info and details that make it more personable, easy to relate to and be inspired by. And then Vashta72 says, I appreciate the casual and friendly conversation style. The topics are interesting and easily explored. Thank you so much, Roxanne and uh, Vashta72. We love knowing that not only do we come from a place of experience and and firsthand knowledge of the, the stuff that we're talking about here on the show, but we also love knowing that you guys feel like you can relate to us, that, um, you know, we're, we're in the hustle with you guys as well, right? We're, we're in the trenches and we, we, we love knowing that this is a community and it's all about supporting one another and being approachable and having a conversational style and banter. I feel like it's kind of key to making you guys feel like you're at home with me and Daniel. Um, so thank you guys for, for always coming by and supporting the podcast and for leaving these amazing words. Uh, we really, really appreciate you guys. Now, other podcast business, uh, just over a week ago, Daniel and I did have a meeting uh, about this podcast. Uh, I know you're saying, why didn't you guys record the side hustle then? 
Well, that's because this was like a three-hour-long business meeting about this podcast and about the vision that we have for the show moving forward. Um, not going to give too many details, especially because if we're going to talk about that, I want Daniel to be here as well to share about that. But all I can say now, guys, is that it's really, really exciting. We have a couple things going on in the next couple months here that we'll be launching to hopefully raise some funds to not only make the podcast better, but overall make our brand stronger. I'm already saying too much, but all I have to say is that this podcast is going places and we're really, really excited that you guys are here with us. So I'm not going to say too much else beyond that uh, because I do want my brother Daniel here to speak to that as well. But it's just so cool sitting at the table and talking about this show and what we've been able to accomplish so far, not only from our guests, but also uh, from the audience that we've been reaching. And we've got some fun plans for you guys down the road. Um, so make sure you hit subscribe because a lot of cool stuff is going to be coming your guy your way, guys, in the uh, next few weeks, months, and as me and Daniel know, years and years to come. Speaking of Daniel, though, let's jump on over to him real quick to check in with Daniel, see what is going on in his hustle working as a screenwriter here in Los Angeles. So, Daniel, what's up, man? Hey, guys. Thanks, Michael. Hey, everyone. I am so sorry I wasn't able to sit down with Michael this week. Uh, it's been an insane week. I had family in town from Texas. So Monday and Tuesday was spent pretty much cleaning the house all day, scrubbing everything, uh, just giving everything a deep clean it needed. And then Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday was just all family. Uh, so it's just been an insane week. I'm exhausted. I can't wait for next week to kind of get back on my regular hustle schedule. Uh, but I know Michael's killing it. He's going to share a preview with Brandon Collymore, who's our next guest. Oh, my God. I love Brandon. And this episode is so great for anybody looking to just create their own business on, on YouTube and, and be a content creator. So definitely, I can't wait for you to hear it next week. Uh, as for my hustle updates, um, I am uh, currently working with Mikey. We we sat down last week and started talking about... Uh, timetables for a table read for our short um, so that we can kind of hear the the script out loud uh, from an external source because when you're inside the script for so long you kind of get dulled to it a little bit everything kind of becomes numb and starts running together and you don't notice those specific specific differences or things you need until you hear it from an outside source and also get the opinion of other people you trust uh, as external sources as well so we're looking forward to that uh, my other short is moving right along. We're signing contracts, doing location scouting. We hired a first assistant uh, director and a DP. Uh, we got some production assistants, I think, that are going to come on board to help us on a few, uh, one or two of the days filming. So I'm super excited about that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I spent, I went to the WB tour this week, which was kind of goes into my what's, you know, uh, what's, inf uh, what's influ influencing my hustle or, or inspiring me for my hustle. Um, is really just being on that lot and seeing everything happening. I went on Thursday, so the lot was open, people were working. So you see all the carts going by, people with headsets, people with instruments, you know, just everything, you know, people in costume. And, and you really just see the energy of the lot and the film and the creativity just 
going through the lot. And so that was really cool. And just kind of you sit there on the trolley and like, I want to be one of those people one day in these offices, developing things, making things happen here uh, or at another lot. Um, So that was really cool. So I highly suggest anybody who visits L.A. or if you already live here and you haven't gone, take the WB tour. It is awesome. I highly suggest you do it on the weekends, though, um, because I've done both a weekend and a weekday. And I feel like we saw more on the weekend than we did the weekday. Uh, just because the more is open to you on the weekend. Not a lot of things are filming, um, especially during the summer when a lot of the shows are on itis, you probably have a better chance to see some stuff on the week at, weekday. But I highly suggest weekends are probably a little better. They said 3 o'clock is usually their dead time. So if you want a little quieter group and a smaller group of tourists, go after 3 because that's what they told me. Was 3 o'clock is usually their dead time. So check it out. I highly suggest it. Uh, again, I'm sorry I couldn't sit down with Michael. I know he's killing it. I love you, Michael. Uh, yeah, we both had a crazy week. Uh, I love you guys. So keep up the hustle. And back to you, Michael. Thanks so much, Daniel. Love you too, man. I am so jealous that you got to go on the WB Studio Tour. I've lived here in Los Angeles now for seven years and keep hitting myself as to why I haven't gone on this tour yet. Um, I did work for just over a year as a Universal Studio Tour Guide, but I've always wanted to go and check out the Warner Brothers lot. Um, some of my favorite films have been done on that lot, and they also have a ton of cool props and set pieces from movies and stuff that and tv shows as well that they've uh, filmed there so so awesome man that you were able to kind of go and visit the dream in real life right like our dreams are to be able to go and work on a lot like warner brothers and to actually go and see it in real life and see it working and seeing people there creating stuff it's it's pretty cool and there's nothing like it i feel like if you're I don't know, maybe checking out Broadway and checking out all the theaters and stuff would be cool. But here in Los Angeles, um, doesn't get much closer than actually walking in a soundstage or seeing the set pieces to films and TV shows. It's it's pretty great. Gives fuel to the soul, as it were. Um, but now I just want to check in with you guys real quick. I realize it's been a good couple, two, three weeks since uh, we last shared updates here. Um at the last side hustle, uh, I was talking about how I was about to go on a trip with Anna Karen, my fiance. Uh, we ended up driving down to Idlewild, which is on the way to Palm Desert, and we stayed there for a weekend. We just got an Airbnb. My parents for the holidays gave us like an Airbnb IOU to just kind of pay for a weekend for us to get away, take a break from wedding planning and stuff, and uh just to relax. And that's what I did. But as you know, acting will do. uh, I was uh, contacted by one of my friends and actually former uh, guest here of the show, Jen Crafts um, from Theater Unleashed. She was notified about a show that was looking for actors. And it's a show called 19 Years Later. And it tells the story of Harry Potter, Ron Weasley, Hermione, and all of those characters from the Wizarding World uh, 19 years later. So Harry, Ron, and Hermione, they're established, and it's all about their kids. It's actually kind of a different take on the events that happened in uh, the show that's been on Broadway, The Cursed Child. It's, 
you know, the the playwright definitely wanted to do a different take of what she saw might have happened with these characters. And so I was just contacted by Jen to say, hey, I know they're casting for a few of the lead roles. Would you be interested? And so when I came back to Los Angeles, I didn't have time to really learn a whole set of sides. They said, that's fine. We just need to hear your English accent. So I recorded a Shakespeare monologue, uh, Benedict from Much Ado About Nothing. And I, within that monologue, I just shifted into different styles of a British dialect. Not even 24 hours later, I booked the role of Ron Weasley. So that's insane. I grew up, I remember being 11 years old when my mom uh, gave me my first copy of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And I always, you know, everyone wants to be Harry. I wanted to be Harry. I identified a lot with Ron. And he's a middle child like me. His mom, my my mom is literally Molly Weasley, short, redheaded English woman that you never want to see angry. And she actually knits for the family. So my friends and I back at home in Northern California, we always joked around that my family was the Weasleys. And now, all these years later, I'm actually playing Ron Weasley. So kind of crazy. And it's been a lot of fun um, to say that, hey, Daniel, I'm going to rehearsal. Oh, yeah, what are you doing tonight? We're doing wand fight choreography. Um, Pretty wild. And I also kind of look at it as practice for when I'm working on set. When I'm working on a movie and there's special effects or something more fantastical than just the the nitty-gritty realistic drama or something like that. I'm using this as practice of like playing a real character in a fantastical world. And it's been a really quick process. Uh, We started rehearsing beginning of March, uh, pretty much right when I got back from my trip to Idlewild. And we're opening in April this month, uh, April 18th over at Studio Stage, uh, actually where I performed Met Again last year, and um, runs April 18th through May 5th. So if you guys are in Los Angeles and you love Harry Potter, uh, but you also really want to see these characters played in a very... um, If you love these characters and you don't have the money to go see Cursed Child on Broadway, the playwright uh, of 19 years later uh, did a wonderful job crafting these stories. It feels very original. And I think even if you haven't read the books, uh, this show does stand up uh, on its own as well. So definitely check us out. Reach out to me on Instagram at Michael Lutheran for more info. I got the link in my bio that takes you directly to the theater page. So check that out. I'm a wizard, really. (laughs) Awesome. Well, guys, uh, that's all the updates for me right now. But here on the Side Hustle, we always like to preview our conversations with our upcoming guest for episode 83 next week. We sit down with Brandon Collymore. He's a 19-year-old gentleman who has over 600,000 followers. It, and he is a YouTuber, and he focuses a lot on wrestling. But in our conversation, we sit down with him and see where did this all begin? Uh, where did this passion for YouTube and creating one's own content and stuff, where did that come from? So 
let me preview our conversation with the gentleman behind Brandon Does Everything, Brandon Collymore. Now, here on our show, our fans are uh, no strangers to Daniel's love for wrestling. I love wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always interested because I didn't really grow up watching wrestling besides like celebrity. What was the claymation show? Uh, oh, uh, death, celebrity death match. <laughs> celebrity death match. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what is it for you about wrestling that, you know, that that brings you to the sport every time there's a, you know, there's a match? What really gets you excited about wrestling? You know, I feel like that's it's like a it's such a weird question when it comes to wrestling because there's so much that goes into it. Like um, there's storylines, there's certain wrestlers that you just want to see, you know, face other wrestlers. Um, But for me, it it was always kind of like an escape because not a lot of my friends would watch it. So it'd be like, all right, this is my fun little thing to watch. Um, So and then the games were a lot of fun, too. I think if it weren't for the games, I probably wouldn't be a wrestling fan. Yeah, it's usually usually the storylines kind of hook me and always kind of keep me coming back. Even if it's just one particular storyline, I'll watch the whole sh- the whole show just for that one storyline. Daniel, is that the same for you as well? Yeah, it really is. I mean, I think the part of the screenwriter aspect in me, it's really the story that I really enjoy. And I, I love like I think my favorite moment. I don't know if this is the same for you, Brandon, but like, you know, the current product has so many ups and downs that like my favorite moments are when you see like true passion in a performer when they're giving a promo or mm. you know that's part of the storyline like when they get like i think that's why there's a wrestler right now michael i'm gonna give you a little lesson Ooh, there's a wrestler do. right now named <laughs> becky lynch who is huge she's a female mm. wrestler she's adopted this nickname called the man is what she's called herself like she is the man wow. and uh and it comes from a, a old uh promo that another wrestler rick flair did where it says to be the man you got to beat the man and so she is the man mm-hmm. and she kind of came out with this fire of feeling like underappreciated, underused. And like people started latching onto that because you could see like she really believed this. It wasn't something somebody had scripted for her that she didn't, that wasn't a part of her. Sure. And so it's stuff like that, that I like, I really enjoy. Is that same for you, Brandon, that, that, that kind of stuff? It, yeah, definitely. Like, um, like another another person like right now Kofi Kingston like um he was one of the first wrestlers like I've ever watched um so like seeing his story right now of just you know being in WWE for like 11 years and just wanting to get an opportunity at the championship is great to see cuz you can see the passion that he has for it and just wanting to wrestle and just be in the main event slot so stuff like that really hooks me going from like these videos where you're kind of giving commentary to playing games and stuff like that. When does it become Brandon does everything? So like in between, um, like if I do like a, my career episode for the game, I'm kind of talking like a commentator, but every now and then I'll drop my own thoughts in it. But anytime I do anything else except my career, then it goes to Brandon does everything. So like, you'll see more of my personality. If I do like a, uh, like a Uno video with some of my friends or, if I do a quick draw video where it's just me drawing or whatever, like those those are the type of videos where you see more of me instead of like 
Brandon Collins, my character on the on the games. So I know when when he kind of becomes Brand does everything. Uh, he does uh, Akinator, which is like a guessing game, like a twenty questions, and he tries to guess like who you're thinking of or what you're thinking of. Uh, he does try not to sing or try not to laugh challenges. He has uh, fans send in questions or uh, uh, this or that or would you rather type questions. Sometimes dealing with wrestling, sometimes dealing with other stuff. So he definitely has a wide variety of different styles of things, and some of it does still focus on wrestling, but definitely kind of verges out of the video game territory here and there. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, that that's one of the main reasons why I uh do everything else like besides wrestling too, like just so I could change it up and just so I wouldn't be stuck in that bubble as the wrestling guy. So like I would upload, you know, the Akinator videos like you said or like the quiz videos just to just to switch it up. Now, when you when you started, what was your first setup when you started making these videos? Oh, my first setup was a laptop. Period. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> did you do video? Did you use like the webcam video on the, the laptop or was it just audio at that time? Starting out, it was just the laptop mic and just like a screen recorder I found like on the Internet. And then eventually I used the laptop webcam and then I just kept upgrading from there. Not on my own because I was too young to buy anything. But <laughs> like my mom would buy like a webcam and then she ended up buying me like a mic for my birthday or whatever. Um, so I used that for a long time. And then I went to like my, <laughs> yeah, I ended up going to my, my stepmom's house and my dad's house and for the summer and for one of my other birthdays, I think my 16th birthday, they bought me like a blue Yeti microphone and then they bought me an actual like gaming PC. So that's when I started making a lot of videos because then I can consistently make good quality videos for a long time. And then when I was able to, you know, um, get paid from YouTube, then that's when I started upgrading by myself. Nice. Uh, did you now? When was the, what was the course from doing this just for fun for your friends to like? I'm gonna try this like full time. Go all in. Go head first and try to make this a full time kind of job. So when I was in high school, I think yeah. When I was in high school, I was still kind of doing it for fun. Um, but then when I saw where, where my grades were at, it was like, I wasn't failing terribly, but I was like, <laughs> you know, just barely, barely surviving. Yeah. So, um, no matter what, my mom was like, you got to graduate high school and then, you know, you could do whatever after that. Like, um, so I, I didn't want a nine to five job, no matter what I was like, I'll either become an actor or I'll do photography to make some money or something. I just did not want to go to college. Cause School ain't for me, but um, so when I started the like, junior year, that's when I was like, Yeah, I really want to try to make YouTube a full time thing. And, and what was your kind of step process to like start building that into something? So it's like, I'm putting my head first. Did you set goals? Did you kind of come up with a plan, or was it just like, I'm just going to record more and post it to more of a public audience? It was kind of like a, a wide variety of things. I was like, I gotta post more no matter what. Um, but then the goal was when I graduated high school, um, I attended, uh, a college for like, I think like two weeks or something like that. And I came up to my mom. I was like, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. I I'm not feeling this. How about we try me doing YouTube for like a year? Cause I've always wanted to take a gap year from school, no matter what. Um, so I was like, how about this? We take a gap year from school after I graduate. Let me just focus on YouTube. And I don't remember what the 
target goal was, it was probably like 10,000. I was like, if I can't make this work in a year, then I'll go back to college. No complaints, no nothing. And then she agreed to it. And then I think within like two to three months, we had already made it work. So that was great. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. And the fact that she was also so trusting of you to do that, to follow through with what you were wanting to do and and to support you. That's amazing. Because I know so often it's just like, hey, you got to go to high school, then immediately to college, and then you can figure out what you want to do. So, But it's great that you were given that moment to hit pause and really think about, do you dive in or or what else? Yeah, I, I am forever grateful to my mother for letting me take the the couple months off that I did well the whole year now because it's been like three years but um <laughs> yeah I, I'm I'm grateful for her for that now I like I mentioned earlier you had a Forbes article written about you and I know they interviewed your mom and she kind of told that story as well about how she kind of gave you this kind of opportunity and and she even says in it how she was like he got to work and he made it happen and how I think you could see the pride, I think coming out of just that interview, how proud she was of you and how supportive she was. And uh, Michael being an actor and me being a former actor, screenwriter, having that support in something like this is so important. And a lot of people don't get that. So that is really cool that she was so uh, uh, willing to allow you to try it. And then being so like, I'm going to help him however I can. And especially in such a new platform as well. Yeah, like she she helped me a lot. Like when we when we made the decision um to let me take a year off, she would even help me with videos. Like if I if I needed her to be in a video, she would do it. If I needed new equipment before I was like making money, she was down to, you know, spend a couple of dollars to help me get that, you know, <laughs> pop filter that I needed or something like that. So she was supportive from the get. That's fantastic. And what were the big, you know, if you could say if like you know, from the very beginnings of your channel to then like maybe that moment, right? Like that to that two month moment, what were the big lessons that you take away from that like beginning portion of uh, your YouTube hustle? The I feel like the biggest lesson I learned was that it takes time and like you have to stay consistent because even though it was, it, it was only like two to three months, it felt like forever because, um, you know, I would upload a video, it'd get like maybe like a hundred views, 200 views. And then it would keep going up in there, like going up from there. But it felt like it took so much longer, but my mom came in my room one day and was like, do you realize, you know, how fast you're growing? I'm like, no. Cause I'd be in the middle of like editing a video. She's like, look at your numbers. Like you're, you're growing. So, I feel like that was the one of the main lessons I learned is just that it takes time that just to be patient, really. All right. So that is our preview for next week in episode 83. If you haven't yet, make sure you hit subscribe to our podcast. So that way, when the full episode comes out, you guys get it automatically downloaded to your phone or wherever you listen to podcasts. And that way you keep up with the hustle. And we're also going to be doing a very special contest. Brandon has actually uh, given us some merch from his own line. So if you're a fan of Brandon Collymore and you've always wanted maybe a shirt or something, make sure you listen to the full episode next week because we're going to give you details on how to enter the contest to win some really cool swag from our guests. So 
Make sure you listen to us next week. Uh, other than that, guys, you always know where to reach us. You can find us on Instagram at Hollywood Hustle Podcast. And on Twitter, we are at LA Hustlecast. Um, if you want to reach out to me, again, I am at Michael Lutheran. And my brother, our co-host, Daniel Tuttle, uh, is at Daniel Tuttle, T-U-T-T-E-L. Uh, so reach out to us there if you'd like. Um, also, you can always email us uh, if you have a question or a comment about anything going on here in Los Angeles. If you're an actor and you have a question about auditions or casting or anything, shoot me a message, hollywoodhustlepodcast at gmail.com. Daniel is also our screenwriter, so for all of our writers out there, shoot him a message. And then if you're not an actor or a screenwriter, but anything in between, we have so many guests in our library of different careers and stuff. And if Daniel and I don't know the answer, we'll reach out to our previous guests and see what they can offer you. Okay. So again, that's Hollywood Hustle Podcast at gmail.com. So excited for what's to come this week for you guys. What are you doing to get your hustle moving forward to that next step? Uh, for me this week, I'm, I'm just doing more and more rehearsals for 19 years later. Uh, my fiance is also going away for her bachelorette weekend. And so, like always, I'm just going to fill my schedule up with work. I'm going to be uh, doing more stuff here for the podcast. Um, I'm going to be doing a 24-hour theater show. Um, the company I'm a member of down here, Theater Unleashed, uh, they do a 24-hour show every year for their anniversary. And so if you guys are in L.A. and you're not doing anything Saturday night, come out to Studio Stage. Uh, or actually, no, that's going to be at the Belfry Stage in North Hollywood. Um, it's our final performance in that space. It's pretty special. I've done a lot of uh, work on that stage, and it's going to be fun doing one last show uh, for Theater Unleashed on that stage. So check us out, uh, theaterunleashed.org. You'll be able to get more information there. Um, and then I'm going to also see some more theater. Why not? Because <laughs> I'll have the time, I guess. Um, but thank you guys so much for joining us today here on Hollywood Hustle Podcast. Tune in again next week for episode 83 with Brandon Collymore. Um, thank you so much, guys, for your support. Wait a minute. I can't believe I was about to close out this episode without leaving you guys with a hustle support statement. Ah, Michael, this is why you need Daniel here with you on the podcast so he can remind you to do these things. So Daniel didn't uh, record a hustle support statement this week, but don't worry, I've got you guys. Our hustle support statements, these are just like tweet-length uh, support statement for you to carry with you. And it's also sometimes our call to action for ourselves. So this week, guys, this is what I have to say. Whether you love wrestling or acting or Harry Potter, embrace that passion and share it. You never know. You could be hosting a show talking about it. It could inspire you to create something or you might find yourself performing in that magical world. It all starts with passion. Thank you guys so much for being with us here on Hollywood Hustle where we are all about sharing people's stories about what they're passionate about as they're moving forward in the careers that they love and the things that they want to be doing. I couldn't be more happy to be here with you guys today um so embrace your passion guys and i'll see you next week and always remember to keep up the hustle 
Today's episode was brought to you by Team Hustle. Michael Lutheran hosted today's episode as well as edited this episode. Daniel Tuttle is our executive producer and social media manager. And if you have any questions, you can always reach us at www.hollywoodhustlepodcast.com.